Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is transforming employee experience. And our guest is Lisa Kearns, who is the Chief Information Officer with Fairway Stores. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Sanjo. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, the honor is all ours. So the, the topic today we picked up, I'm sure, as part of you being a leader and working with your business counterparts, you are trying to make the business go places, and it can happen only if the employees are on board, they are fully engaged, they feel they're doing some meaningful work, they feel that they are being taken care of by their managers, and they are feeling that the team that they are part of they are all working together with mutual trust and are able to make decisions themselves. So that's a lot of things that employees want. Let's that's compare true. that to what new are they looking for today and how has that morphed from, say, the last decade in terms of employee expectations which they have from their employers? Well, certainly the um, the the culture is... It's something that is always changing. It's always it's always growing. It's always adapting, especially as we bring in um, new employees that are younger in our workforce. And uh, you know, certainly we've recognized the same things that a lot of companies have recognized that our um, our, our younger employees are really very experiential based. Um, they want a position where they can really uh, develop great experiences, that they enjoy working in a company, enjoy being at work every day, and most importantly, that they are learning and that they are, that they are um, you know, increasing their knowledge in a particular space. So certainly that's changed over the last uh, decade. I think employees have always been interested in those things, but especially where we are uh, based in Boone, Iowa, uh, Iowa has a very low unemployment rate, and uh, it's a it's a it's a great place to work. Uh, lots of jobs and lots of competition for jobs. So uh, certainly, yeah, as the uh, economy has improved, you know we face greater competition for the same workforce, and we want to be able to attract and retain employees just like everyone else does. So what you just mentioned, and you did refer to the new, uh, say say the younger. Uh, workforce. But then we always has have had the multi-generational workforce. And it was 10 years ago and it is now. But do you think there is something changed in the environment, in the way the business is running, the way the pace of, of, of how we do work, the quality and the pace, that has uh, created some expectations which are different than what you saw 10 years ago? Most definitely. And in, in our business, we are a very traditional grocery retailer. Uh, we've been in business for uh, about 80 years. We celebrated our 80th anniversary in May. And uh, employees do tend to stay with Fairway for a very long time. It is a career company. You can be here um, your entire career. And so we, we do have very much so that multi-generational 
uh, effect with the employees. We have a significant number of employees that have been here their entire career and are, are looking at retirement now as well as we have have people that are just coming in brand new in in the workspace. So with a lot of retail companies in particular, retail tends to be an incredibly fast-paced business. And you, especially in the the corporate offices, uh, it's it's not always typical to see that that long-term career growth with a company, especially in the retail organizations. But... Uh, we're a family-owned company. We are uh, certainly very traditional. So this does, you know, create an interesting situation in that we, we do have all ages and all spectrums of employees on this. So for us, it's not just how do we engage the younger employees. It's also how do we provide the type of experiences and the career experiences that, that all of our population wants to have. And... To some extent, there is a little bit of of constructive conflict that goes on with that. I think that uh, certainly the marketplace is changing, and it's getting faster out there, uh, particularly in retail, particularly in grocery retail these days. And so the need to go fast uh, in some ways can conflict with uh, you know, older traditional values that are, are kind of like, let's do it the way that we've always done it. And sometimes that constructive conflict can be a very, very good thing and can help propel us forward. So it's, it's definitely a very dynamic environment here at Fairway. That's for sure. So the urge and or the need to go fast, does that automatically require that we start scrambling at the employee level or is it just gearing up so that even if you want to go faster, that means you just need to become nimble. And I think that's a a good way to put it. Nimble is a great word. Um, Adaptability is also a really good word. Uh, Certainly, I've found that in in my career in retail, the the single greatest, um, say, personality aspect that that I look for in employees is adaptability. Because, because the retail world is very fast-changing, and it depends on what organization you're in. Some, some have to move incredibly fast, some not quite so fast, but there can be quite a shifting in priorities uh, in response to the competitive landscape, uh, in response to just changing consumer tastes and preferences. Uh, so definitely it's, it's something where individuals, people that we hire need to be able to exist in that kind of fast-changing world where priorities are going to shift and they could shift in some organizations, they could shift weekly where your roadmap really does change quite rapidly back and forth. And so having employees that have an ability to adapt to those changes very quickly is very, very important. So that's, that's for me, that's a key, a key trait in the retail trade when we look for employees, both in the, um, on the store floor as well as in the corporate office. If you had to pull someone aside as an employee, no matter which generation, and you ask them to go beyond what they have learned that they should be doing as an employee, what is it that you would like to see as a response that they say, yes, whatever you say, my master, and I will do it? Or are you expecting them to uh, challenge why? And then if you have a good rationale, 
then they follow. What is the business's expectation today? So I think that uh, in, in, in that type of a conversation, really it, it starts with really knowing employees on an individual basis. So there are certainly certain career paths and, and certain jobs that um, employees individually may want to take, and then there are those that they may not want to take. So a, a great example is an employee that maybe wants to grow into leadership. They want to grow into a, um, you know, either a domain function that they own that domain function and they own the strategy and the budget and the workforce or, or just resource management maybe. So in working with an employee like that, um, you know, we talk about what does that world look like? You know, what are the types of capabilities? What are the types of skill sets we want you to be able to develop? And what are the types of, of things that we want you to do? So in having those conversations with the employee, when those opportunities come up and we ask them to reach out and do more, hopefully we are doing that in the context of something that they've already shared with us that they would like to develop into. What's interesting is every now and then I'll have an employee that really wants to be at that senior leadership level, but then when we ask them to do the individual tasks, they really like doing the tasks that they're doing today instead. And you can't have it both ways. So, you know, certain jobs have certain um, key functions that they need to be able to do in order to get the title, to get the pay for that job. And we're perfectly fine in a lot of cases, if employees want to keep doing the job that we're doing, those jobs are important. We need them. But if the employee wants to have a different job or wants to grow into a different job, there are steps that they have to take to get there. So a lot of times that's the center of the conversation when asking an employee to grow outside their comfort area is in the context of those career discussions that we've already had that, that this is how you build those skills to get there. Quite frankly, though, sometimes it happens where once employees kind of have a taste of those skills, they say, you know, I don't really actually want to do that. I don't like that. And that's okay. You know, that's just, uh, you know, self-discovery and figuring out what it is that you want to do with your time all day and what you enjoy doing and what you don't enjoy doing. So all of this is, is it's really important to have those continual career development conversations with employees to figure out what is it that, that today, at least, that they want to do. And we don't have to get married to a career path for our entire life. We can change. It's okay. But for the time being, you know, what, what do they see are areas that they want to grow in? And then seek to join up the tasks that they're doing with those. So you'd find different types of individuals who may work in your team. One are, okay, give me what you'd like. I will ace at delivering that. Second is the person says, I got it done yesterday. What next do you have? And the third one is where a person will come. I'll say, I did all of this, but then I want to fundamentally take on something which is outside of my comfort zone. How can you make that happen for me? With these three flavors coexisting, what is it that you're after? Of course, you know, you as a leader would have a conflicting priority because on one hand, you want to get the work done, the tasks that you have, but in, a good leader also develops other leaders in the process. So you also have some, kind of a responsibility to nurture such people who essentially have shown 
an initiative to become the leader or others that you see have the leadership potential, but just are a little more passive. What is it as a leader you are doing to, first of all, identify these different flavors and then spend some time and getting even your direct reports to spend the time so that you are morphing these individuals into managers and then leaders? So one of the things that, um, that, that we do, uh, we, we have conversations a lot at the, at the leadership level, and one of the, the, the things that, that I've done as part of my career that I, I feel fairly strongly about is I, I really dislike um, putting people into buckets and, and labeling them and um, figuring out who's good at X, Y, or Z. Uh, because these things change all the time, and it's it's just my impression of of the situation, and it certainly shouldn't control someone's destiny. So, one of the things that that I do quite frequently is uh, when we are, you know, putting people in various situations, and we're kind of you know giving them opportunities along the path that they would like to take, or on a path that we think that they would be good at. Um, we'll put them in situations where we know it's, it's possible that they might not succeed. And in some cases, we want to watch to see what they do. Now, we're not going to let anybody hurt themselves. We're not going to let anyone hurt the brand. But um, one of the things that I teach my leaders as well is, uh, you know, as far as this idea, and you use the word kind of, kind of morphing, I try to encourage my, uh, the leaders that work in my organization to, not try to develop people to basically be you. Not try to make them look like you. They're not always going to do the things the way that you do them. So I, this is just my style. I tend to be very outcome-oriented, not process-oriented. So it's not so much the way that you do something that I care about. I care about whether or not we achieve the outcome that we were looking for. So there are absolutely times where I'll put an employee, you know, into a, a role and um, I'll, I'll actually cringe in meetings while it's going on. But at the same time, just because it's not the way that I would do it doesn't mean it's not going to be successful. And it's critically important that we let people develop their own leadership style and develop their own approach to things and that we have a way of being able to help them get on track before they go too far off track. We need to let them to develop these things because we don't want to have an organization full of people exactly like us. Especially in, in retail, we need all kinds of people with all kinds of thinking. So we don't want to have everybody the same. And it's something that I think that um, it's, it's hard to overcome that. Companies want to hire people that look just like them, that talk just like them, that are, quote, a good fit. It really makes me cringe, too. It's like, no, I really want people that are different, that will do things differently than I will, because I don't always have the right answer. Um, a lot of times, I might not even have the right approach. They might have a, a different kind of a relationship with the people we're trying to inspire to get to make decisions. So we want to be able to put them in situations, see how they do, let them figure out how to approach things with some counseling from us, but we really want to be able to develop them into the leaders that they are going to develop to, not the leaders that we are. So a lot of that takes a lot of patience and uh, a skill set on the leadership committee that is not quite so controlling. We're trying to develop people into carbon you know, copies of who we are today. 
So a, a lot of that is really just a, a patience and a, you know, you, you can't control everything. Um, you know, focus on what the outcomes are going to be. Make sure that people understand what it is that we're trying to get to and help them develop what path they're going to recommend taking to get there. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And Lisa, when we come back, let's look at the very uh, core of what makes a knowledge worker, which is the especially in IT here, and while we're talking about employees in general, but a lot of us have converted ourselves into knowledge workers, and we are still looking for that experience that we get from working at an employer such that it gets our creative juices flowing. We feel that we will have greater success. We will have daily satisfaction and also we'll have smile on our face as we go about living our day or a work day. What is the recipe that would work well or has worked well for you in helping that employee achieve all three. As a result, that person is going to be most engaged and deliver the best they can. Let's explore that, listeners. We'll be right back and talk more. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, talking about knowledge workers who are who feel incented with different type of incentives than someone who's just doing manual work, who are building widgets, then there is something to be said about their experience as individuals and not as corporate employees 
where they feel that they really moved forward in their career today. They they had satisfaction of whatever they wanted to do, the way they wanted to do, they were able to do it. And then it was a fun experience so that they could have smiles and laughs along the way. So it moves that individual to almost a next level of engagement, which is what you want at any given time, given the pace at which we want to move as companies and also the output we want from these people. So is that kept in mind as we are managing and leading people to develop the employee experience. So I think that um, one thing that helps employees a lot is when you're working in a company or in a team or in a department where, where everyone seems engaged, everyone seems to like to come to work today, everyone takes an active interest in what's going on and behaves like a strong team. Uh, that That is something that seems to be compelling to a lot of people, at least what I've seen. Now, there are also those individuals that don't want any part of that. They just want to come in. They want to sit in their small quarter, and they want to do what it is that they do all day and not talk to people. Uh, and that's that's fine, too. But certainly, you know, the more that you have an engaged team, the more that you have a group of people that supports each other and works together... Uh, I think that that provides a lot more enjoyable experience for the employee. And one of the ways that you know, I try to help uh, different team members and, and um, different organizations is if people feel kind of a sense of ownership in their area, in their job, in what they are doing. And to some extent, that means having greater responsibility and accountability in your area. So one thing that I like to do is I try to create um, domain owners in different areas. I, I'm kind of well-known for having very tiny teams for very large companies. So I run a very, very lean IT organization typically and, and get an immense amount of work done with a shockingly small number of people. But part of the way that I do that is to create um, different areas where, where the people, while they, they might not have staff that are 60 deep, they do have ownership over their area. They need to do uh, figure out what the strategy is for that area, what the tool sets are going to be, who's going to use what tool sets, when, where, and how in the company, develop budgets for those areas, um, and, and really kind of have a say in, in how we use tools or technologies that are part of their domain. So in that sense, we, we try to a, help create leaders that may or may not actually have any staff direct reports. They don't have to in order to be great leaders. Uh, and one, people that kind of understand that they have ownership of their area and, and can really see how they're contributing to the greater strategy. So based on what you just said, now in, in such cases, is it something that you do to transform their experiences as an employee so that they get to the best level they can? Or you hire and custom tailor an employee based on what your outcome was, and that's how you go about achieving what you intended to? I think uh, both are true. Um, certainly, you can hire and look for certain you know, aspects you know, in how they approach situations and how they look at things. But you can also uh, develop from within. Uh, it takes time, but it's a you know kind of a change management uh, approach. Uh, you you can actually change an organization. Uh, it is uh, it can be as slow or as fast as you want it to be. But 
uh, people can be different six months after you start uh, in a company than they are when you know when you get there. So certainly, it's it's something that I think you need both with. Uh, it's not a situation where if you look at the staff, hey, they're they're not what you necessarily want, or you have a different target in mind. You just need to be able to say, well, here's where we are at point A, and here's where we're going to get to at point B. It's a fair point when doing aggressive change management that maybe not everybody is actually going to make it there with you. That does happen. You may lose a few people along the way if you drastically need to change an organization. Um, but generally, I find most people, you know, make it there okay. Uh, but the biggest thing is, is back, you know, to the ownership kind of idea is there are definitely, uh, you know, there's a, a skill in being able to take people who maybe don't feel like they have ownership of something and to really make them believe they have ownership and then hold them accountable for that ownership that they have, in some cases, that's a really scary place for people to be. And it's a lot easier to say, you know, throw rocks at a situation. Why We never do this. Why don't we ever, you know, no one ever does X, Y, or Z, and we never seem to do this as a company. Well, there's there's nobody else here except you. You're the one that would do it if we were going to do it. So, it it it's you know definitely a um, you know a, a a path that can be uncomfortable for employees to take from you know one position to another position, especially when we hold them accountable for you know getting there and owning their own career path as well as part of the mix. Um, but I think those are the kind of the keys to engagement is being able to say yes, I own these things and and yes, I have a say in these things. Um, and that's what makes it exciting for me to come to work every day is that I understand that, I sign up for that, and um, I understand that that helps our organization and how that does that. So one is to look at, say, a direct report or, or somebody being managed or somebody being led, say, by you within your department. But then there is also a factor like how the organization is doing as a company, as a business, then how is it seen by the community? How is your HR or other business units that this person is interacting with? How is that whole experience? Because what you're trying to do is to make this person feel that they are in the right type of organization. And that only doesn't depend on how Lisa treated that person. So how do you, and you cannot control every aspect of that either. So what do you do to influence so that this person gets the absolute best experience possible? Right, because it it certainly can't be dependent on me. Um, And it it shouldn't be dependent on one leader. Although, you know, great leaders, you know, if, if, you know, they exist in an organization can do a lot as far as keeping employees happy as well as attracting new employees. But they do have to do it on their own. Uh, and it can be done outside of your own organization. In fact, that's, that's where it's, to me, it's a little bit, you know, uh, the most fun is to be able to do that with people that are outside of your organization that they don't report to you. They don't have to do what you tell them to do. Um, you know, you don't really have any, any, quote, control over them. But how do we get them to be engaged and step up and do the things they need to do? Uh, which happens actually a lot for IT because in order to do... Uh, in a consumer-facing business, in order to do what we need to do as IT, we need our business partners to do things too. And it's critical 
that they are out there, that our, our marketing team is out there, you know, doing a fantastic job. Our merchandising is doing a fantastic job. Our store operations are really knocking it out of the park. Uh, so trying to make sure that those organizations are healthy and functional and looking at technology and really are being open-minded, sometimes that can be a challenge. So if we can kind of help inspire and turn those people on and get them to be collaborative with us and set up portfolio structures that, you know, help us decide together what the roadmap is going to be, uh, I think that also increases engagement of the business partners, particularly with IT. I want all of our business partners to be really engaged with our IT organization because we're, we're here for them. We're not an IT company. We, we sell groceries. So we, we really want a high level of engagement with our business partners, and I think that that is an enjoyable experience for both parties when we do that. So what we can measure is what we can improve. What is possible realistically in terms of employee experience that we develop and that too holistically as I just uh, mentioned in my previous question about not just what they get say and here we are taking say an IT employee. Not only what they learn and or they do within that department but how is the rest of the organization performing, how is the rest of uh, the business units and business users are, are treating them. It is about looking at the measurement of where they were earlier, what you did, and where did it go. Is there is there a little bit of science to it or you come every day as a leader and say, hey, I did the right thing. I invested towards those building those relationships and that should translate to some better employee experiences or do you have a way to make sure whatever strategies you are doing to elevate employee experience, you tackle them, you measure them and if they're not going right, you go and tackle them again. But what you do, how do you go about it, how do you measure it, let's see if that's even possible. Please stay tuned listeners, we'll be right back. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. 
predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So we speak about what you can measure is what you can improve. And when we talk about measuring with something like um, employee engagement, employee experience, this could turn fuzzy. People could hide behind aggregate numbers, etc. So have you been able to chip it away, uh, chip away at it and convert into a science yet? I'm not sure if it's, if it's all science or, or not, but I would say to look at, um, look at, your, look at organizations as kind of a living, breathing entity because they, they are. So as such, it shouldn't stay the same all the time. It should change. It could grow. It could shrink. Uh, but it, it, it's okay to have it be different. So one way that, that certainly a lot of organizations measure employee um, engagement, employee satisfaction is the you know, employee satisfaction survey. Uh, there's, there's ones that are out there that are really great, have great questions. There, there are ones that you can kind of screw up and not have the best questions. The biggest thing with doing an employee satisfaction survey is that if you do a survey, uh, and you highlight various areas that you want to focus on. It's not doesn't have to be everything, but if there are key areas that you want to focus on coming out of that, that you actually take action. If you're not going to take action, don't do the survey because it, it just makes it so much worse. But if you take action and then survey again uh, within, I would say, uh, 6 to 12 months, uh, do a follow-up survey to see if those measures have changed any. That would be one way to do it with surveys. Um, other organizations use employee turnover as the measure of how successful they are. And the one thing that I would, I would say when looking at turnover, um, and, and this has at least been my experience, uh, in terms of, of turnover, some turnover is, is healthy and it's good. If you develop people the right way, uh, they may grow their careers um, and outgrow you, which I think is always a great thing. Uh, organizations are not necessarily just going to continue to create positions just to give people promotional opportunities. We create positions based on need. Uh, and so there are areas where we may not have a growth path for someone. We may not have um, what it is that, that they're going to get to. And I, I don't want to have someone sacrifice what could be a great you know, executive leadership career just because that growth path doesn't exist for them in their present company. So sometimes it's okay if people outgrow you, if you mentor and develop them, and yes, one day they might leave and they're going to go on to be awesome someplace else or a lot of other some places. One thing to look at is where you have maybe a success like that, where you have someone that is, they, they, they're not leaving because they hate you, they're not leaving because they're angry, they, they just need to grow and you can't give them the opportunity that they want. Think of that as an opportunity when you have that open position to now 
bring in somebody else who offers a different dynamic, who offers a skill set that maybe that you don't have. So it's not always a negative thing when you have people that exit your organization. Look at each and every position that you have as an opportunity, not just to develop the people that are within it, but when you have a slot that opens up, um, what are you going to put in that slot? Especially if you are really, really aggressively controlled on headcount. Make every position count when you do that. Talking about meaningful work, you know, that's quite a buzzword nowadays to say, okay, everyone should be doing something meaningful and that's the key to employee engagement and good employee experience. What is an objective definition of meaningful work when everything is transient? And how do you make it happen at an individual employee level? Because that's how they would measure that. Is it meaningful for me? One of the things that I hear a lot in in companies, uh, I think the single greatest thing that I hear from people is that, uh, as a complaint is, I don't understand what our company strategy is, and I don't understand where I sit within that company strategy. So one of the things that is is very important to me is to be able to, for an organization, develop a roadmap. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's not 300 pages. Um, it can it can simply be a portfolio in the simplest of fashion, but essentially, what are the goals of the organization over the next you know one to three years? What are the key things that we're trying to achieve? What are the projects that we're going to do to try to get there? And you know, what is the employee at an individual level their role in that project? This is this is standard um, boilerplate strategy work, but it's being transparent with employees to show them that work, to show them what that strategy is, all the way down to the individual projects that they're working on. So for me, that, that seems to have been kind of the, the, the key aha for a lot of people is if they can see how their individual role connects directly to a key goal that the company has, that is kind of the magic for a lot of individuals. But leadership and Corporate leadership, not just you know individual departments in IT, but corporate leadership needs to be comfortable sharing their strategy. But these are the people that are going to get you there. So it's it's always crazy in an organization to have a strategy and have it be unclear to people what that strategy is. Um, that's kind of a, 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 a I would say hit on executive leadership and, and and senior level management if they've not been able to convey that across the organization. In some cases, it's because they don't have it. Uh, there are actually a lot of companies that, that don't have a documented strategy, and that's okay. Uh, we just need to roll up our sleeves and, and put something down and say, yeah, that, that it could change. It could change tomorrow, but that's what we think our strategy is for the next couple of years. Now let's make sure that we're doing the right projects that satisfy that strategy and that our employees know how their role in that project supports that overall goal. So what you just mentioned definitely is a, is a strong, a good approach to tackling the, 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 the direction where you mentioned we should be going now. Look at it as an employee, but if you looked at it inside out, means that person looking for an experience, a way to live their life, a way to build their career. Is this everything that we do at the leadership level today or with respect to employees is mostly aggregate? 
or are we moving towards a little more individualized or a fit for purpose profiling mm. and intervention so that that individual employee's experience is maximized I think that is definitely, you know, the way of the future is to make sure that it is personalized. Like so much that we're doing today, you know, with with consumer experiences is that it is a personalized approach. The the tough part a lot of people, I think, have trouble with realizing is that it's going to change over time. We're not going to... Um, try to, to, you know, tell an 18-year-old that you have to decide before you go to college which can be for the rest of your life. And <laughs> that's, that's really scary. Uh, but, you know, what employees want, where employees want to go, what they want to do with their career, they're not going to have all the answers. Um, they're going to have some, at least for the near term as far as what they want to do. But it's going to be continually changing and growing, and it's critical for their leadership to know them as an individual uh, to know what's right for them, what works for them, um, you know, to be able to help them get to a role that they maybe would like to do, uh, even if it's maybe not a role within their own organization. But if it isn't personalized, then uh, it's probably not appropriate. But to make it personalized, though, and we've all heard these words before, the, the employee kind of has to own their own career development, uh, so they have to, you know, have a, a strong say in, in what it is that they actually want to be able to achieve. What they, even if it's just, what do I like to do? What do I not like to do? I've had a lot of employees that have said, I really want to go do, you know, X, X Y, or Z, and uh, they get there, they try it out a little bit, and they say, oh, I don't like this at all, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, then we look at, well, what was it that you thought that you liked about it in the beginning? Um, let's try to dissect that, take it apart, and figure out how, you know, maybe we missed on that or maybe that there's another um, growth path that might work out better for you. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the way we truly are investing in an employee with an interest of, of course, building their productivity, making them more aligned to what the company wants, and, and yes, we, we talk about training, we talk about mentoring, we talk about coaching. Would assigning those budgets enough? Yes, we just have conversations with them. Is that enough? And we just spoke about personalization. So to that end, how are we investing in resources or in that person so that we start moving towards that direction? Are there systems we are developing? Are there other ways in which the employee interacts with the ecosystem? What are we doing beyond the traditional so-called investment that you will be sent for some training and we might assign you a coach? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? 
If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, uh, Lisa, do you think we have been able to get above the standard training budgets and maybe assigning a coach or a mentor in an organization and go beyond the traditional investment that we make in an employee with an interest towards making that person the best they can be professionally and also enhance their experience? So I, I certainly think that it's important for organizations to make sure that they, they are allocating a, a certain amount of money to be able to, you know, send employees for training and to be able to update skill sets. That's definitely always going to be true. Uh, to the point where sometimes we send employees to these, you know, these conferences, these training, and it's like, did, did that did that work? Did that do anything? Did that not do anything? Uh, one of the things that I've seen that works really, really well is uh, rather than send just one employee to a, a conference, um, looking for a lot more opportunities in addition to maybe that where. It's it's maybe not the three thousand dollar a week or five thousand dollar work training classes. It's it's those local things that you can do. Those things that are within a drivable distance. For us, things within a drivable distance are within five hours. That's a pretty widespread uh, area, and there are an awful lot of uh, groups that meet conferences that go on that are either low cost or no cost. And for those, I really like to um, bring people in a group. So for me, what creates a better training for an employee, quote training, is a shared experience. So if it's something that they can do with their team, with uh, a group of leadership, uh, where it's not just them alone or them with one other person, it's actually a group of people as part of the team that you can talk about uh, what were the subjects that we talked about during the training? What can we take from this? What are action items that can come out of this? So it's not just the we went, we sat in a room, we saw something. It's uh, more of a team dynamic around it. So as, as much as possible when I can actually bring a group together uh, for a shared experience and training, that to me goes a, a lot farther than just an individual conference. When I can do a conference, something that I really like to see is when employees may go to a conference and their leader may go with them. 
So it may not be that we can afford to send the whole team. And this is where you have to be careful as a leader that you're not kind of playing favorites. But if, you know, you can take an employee and you can go to that conference with that employee, um, that's great. They get some, you know, one-on-one time with you. Uh, They get to also learn from you because they see you in action. They see you engaging people in the conference. Maybe they're on a leadership track. They want to see what it looks like, you know, to be at that next level. Or maybe it's even skip level. Uh, so I've gone to conferences with employees that are um, not at all just even my direct reports, and they get to kind of experience it with me and kind of see it through my eyes, and I get to see it through their eyes. So somehow pairing this together in a shared experience uh, where we can talk about it as a group, and it's not just, hey, you went to this conference and nobody knows what it is that you saw because it's hard to get it out of your head. In addition, when employees have ownership of their own domain areas, I'll ask them in advance, next year, what are the things that you are thinking would contribute in your area that you would like to be able to go see and what do you think you'll get out of them and help them help me plan what the training budget should be for their area. One of the experiences or or one of the ways we give employees good experience is when they have um, a sustained amount of time they are able to do something where they are growing and uh, they're developing skills and they're feeling good about themselves. And of course, it's creating results. But when it becomes strategy of the week or of the month of the quarter and something new thrown on their plate when it's already spilling, that really doesn't do a whole lot. And it's not that business wants to unnecessarily make their life miserable, but there is a lot of innovation happening and there's a lot, lot of change happening. Is it a function of that employee to have that DNA where they want this thing for a sustained amount of time and that's why they are uh, detesting it? Or is it a human thing where any change, but too frequently, is going to be unnerving? But if that's the case, how do you insulate them from this constant flux and yet get them to contribute towards uh, being relevant to this changing world? Well, I think, again, it, it, it depends on the individual. Some prioritize better than others. Um, some need some help uh, focusing on the things that need to be focused on. Uh, but it, it's also important for us that we make sure as leaders that we're, uh, you know, it's not all about just what are the priorities of the day in, in giving them that experience. So for me, it's, it's every day counts. Uh, it's not just the where do I send you to training and, you know, that's the time that we focus on our development. It's, it's every day. What experiences can we give them to, to own their areas? So that may be leading a meeting. That may be um, sending them to work with a business partner on their own. Um, definitely a huge part of this is, um, you know, making sure that we can delegate those responsibilities to them and making sure that, that they feel that every day they're putting some of these things to use. So uh, as far as that goes, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just a fact of life of business that things do get busy. Uh, what I do on occasion is when things get like that, I will bring a team into a room and say, okay, 
there is an awful lot going on right now. Let's kind of sort through this pile and figure out kind of what are we doing, when are we doing it, what can we shuffle around, what really needs to get worked on now, what can we push to the back burner a little bit. We do this all the time because we have just way too much is piling into the cup that can sit and it's just overflowing. So continual, you know, meetings to together discuss what the priorities ought to be and what can we can shift around, kind of make sure everybody knows what everybody's working on, everyone knows what the priorities are. Oh, and then we can talk about, by the way, don't forget, these conferences are coming up, these things are coming up, those are important too. We need to make sure that those are in the priority pile somewhere so that we don't forget those things. So it's it's not that we... Look at those things separately. All of those training the development opportunities that we had on the roadmap, those are roadmap items just like the projects are. What would you like as contribution from the other business leaders and what changes in workplace policies that you would like to see incorporated or or implemented so that we are able to overall enhance employee experiences and let's also put in this this wrench in the system which is already there in fact is the remote and the distributed workers because they may not always see each other they you want to still keep them involved and keep them you know engaged and also feel that they are getting a great employee experience what would you like to see the rest of the organization do to contribute towards this well, certainly, I'm I'm a huge fan of of um, uh, dress code policies that allow people to be individuals. Um, certainly, in my own company, we have a very formal dress code, uh, and I, I think that there are ways that that we can you know work with that a little bit. Uh, most notably, uh, as far as uh, something I don't hear mentioned a lot with dress code policies. So, what, whatever your your workforce policy is. Um, there are always restrictions, and, and there are good reasons for some of those. But the one thing I would say about uh, dress code policies, dress code policy for me isn't as important in terms of, hey, let people wear what they want to wear. It's about creativity. I feel that um, I get the best creativity and innovative thinking from people when they are comfortable. So if they are dressed however they want to dress and whatever they want to dress in, um, then that's not so much a focus of them trying to look or be different than maybe they naturally are. Uh, I, I do believe that I get better creativity out of people when they're not encumbered by things like that. So for me, dress code policies being flexible are all about pulling out more innovation, more creativity out of people by uh, just, it just has an effect on having people feel freer about sharing things. As well as um, things we that we're looking seconds, at. we got 30 seconds, Lisa. We're definitely looking at an idea of possibly a, a bring your pet to work in, in certain areas of the organization. Um, you know, again, trying to make people feel as, as comfortable as possible. It's outcome-oriented. Again, it's not process-oriented. Will we get more comfortable people, better ideas, better engagement out of them with, with some policies that make them more comfortable? On behalf of the show and our listeners, thank you so much, uh, Lisa, for sharing your views on how organizations can transform employee experience and get them to do the best they can. Well, thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was great being here.
Thank you and please like us on Facebook listeners search for CTN CIO Talk Network and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CIO Talk Network. This is Sanjog all your talk show host. Till next week take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN CIO Talk Network with your host Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments or questions, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.